Can you hear me? Is this thing on? Good, because today we continue our discussion about communication, and we offer lots of Datage's advice on critical communications in business, chock full of a bunch of bonus Datage's. Stick around. Friends and family, welcome back to Datages. At the end of our last episode, which served as a tribute to the late Dr. Mark Goulston, we introduced the Datage for today's episode, which is, communication is a two-way street. It can't be built on a one-lane road. We've spent a lot of time over the past couple of months here on Datages talking about listening, and for good reason. Listening is truly a superpower if you develop your skills in active listening to truly master the superpower it can be. As we have discussed, listening mastery comes at the point that you can ensure that individuals you are dealing with in business, personal and family, as well as social situations, feel understood, felt, and validated in their feelings and opinions. This skill is so important to effective quality communications. And I think the listening part is the part where most people have least honed their communication skills. But after all of this focus on listening, let's be honest about something. No one ever succeeded by listening alone. Eventually, to get anything done, we all have to open our mouths and speak up. And this is easy, right? Not exactly. While it may be easy to talk, effective communication is a difficult skill to master. As William Shakespeare said in Othello, talk without any substance, meaning, or skill, to back it up, is mere prattle without practice. My hope today is to provide you with perspectives to put into practice to help you avoid the prattle. Let's start today's discussion by looking at a commonly used expression, talk is cheap. I'm going to make the case for all of you to remove this expression from your own verbal library, or at least think twice before you throw it out. Why do I care and why should you care? Let me explain. First, do you know who is credited as the originator of this saying, talk is cheap? P.T. Barnum. That's right, the circus guy. And for Barnum, talk may have been cheap. He built his entire career on lies. You may or may not know that he got his start by borrowing $500 from a shopkeeper for whom he worked to lease an aged slave woman for a year and to falsely tout her as the 161-year-old former nurse of George Washington. There are so many things terribly wrong with that sentence that I'm not sure if I ever want to go to the circus again. And for Barnum, all of this false talk may have come easily for him, being a natural-born fraudster, but it wasn't cheap for everybody else. It made Barnum incredibly wealthy for his time. Historian Daniel Borston put Barnum's legacy in perspective in his book, The Image, which is all about the art of deception in America. Borston wrote, Contrary to popular belief, Barnum's great discovery was not how easy it was to deceive the public, but rather how much the public enjoyed being deceived. And did you know the rest of this expression, talk is cheap? Because that's not where Barnum ended his sentence. The full quote from Barnum is, talk is cheap until you hire a lawyer. He said this around 1856 when he was embroiled in a four-year-long legal battle regarding a failed business venture. It seems somebody eventually held Barnum accountable for something, and suddenly all of his talk wasn't so cheap anymore. We'll talk more in a few minutes about litigation and how it relates to effective business communication. As a second argument against talk is cheap, we need to look no further than the industry of talk. 
Talk is a multi-billion dollar category. Talk news, talk radio, podcasts. Do you think Joe Rogan thinks talk is cheap? There are hundreds of best-selling books written about talking and communication. Here are just a few examples. How to Talk to Anyone by Lyle Lowndes from 2003. Over 10 million copies sold. Crucial Conversations by multiple authors from 2021. Over 5 million copies sold. Everyone Communicates, Few Connect by John C. Maxwell from 2010. There were over half a million copies of this book sold, and in total, Maxwell has sold over 33 million books, many of which are about communication. And then let's talk about perhaps the most famous forum for talk today, TED Talks. TED, or Technology Entertainment Design, has become a worldwide phenomenon. This is how TED describes their business. Sorry, their nonprofit organization on their website. In addition to the hundreds of TED Talks curated from our annual conferences and published on TED.com, we produce original podcasts, short video series, animated TED-Ed lessons, and TV programs that are translated into more than 100 languages and distributed via partnerships around the world. Each year, more than 3,000 independently run TEDx events bring people together to share ideas and bridge divides in communities on every continent. And that bit of ironic tone you heard in my voice when I referred to TED as a nonprofit organization is based upon their reported revenue for 2023, $66.2 million. So as you can see, my friends, talk is not cheap. So let's move on to talking about talking. Stanford Business School professor Matt Abrahams, who is also a fellow podcaster and colleague recognized for his expertise in communication, said this. The goal of communication is to connect, collaborate, and engage. That means we need to be present, agile, and open. I'm not going to share all of Matt's guidance on good communication now because I really hope to bring him to you directly on datages in the near future. What I love about Matt's approach is that he provides really useful, memorable, actionable guidance that you can put directly to work for you in improving your own communication skills. One of his simple but highly effective tools is referred to as what? So what? Now what? In this technique for organizing verbal communication, he urges speakers to communicate a point, explain why the point is important, and then suggests to listeners how they can put that point into action. So let's do that. I'm going to put this framework from Matt into practice now. For the rest of this episode, I'm going to hit you with several bonus adages, all related to effective communication in a business environment. I'll explain the point tell you why I think it's important, and then give you some guidance as to how you can put it to work for yourself. Business communication dadage number one. You can be the smartest person in the room, but if you can't communicate your knowledge effectively, your knowledge is completely wasted. What? I've met plenty of people in my life who were true geniuses, and I've found that it is not uncommon for some of these people to struggle with communication skills. They may have been shunned in their developmental years for being different, and retreated from engagement with others to avoid such ridicule. They may have just given up trying to explain themselves to the world because no one around them seemed to understand anything they had to say. Or in some cases, a genius-level individual may actually be a savant. According to a journal article published in the Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society of London in 2009, savant syndrome is a phenomenon where someone demonstrates exceptional aptitude in one domain, such as art or mathematics, despite significant social or intellectual impairment. Even for those of us who are not savants or even lesser geniuses, 
It can be easy to spend time developing a deep and diverse skill set within our business, but lose sight of the need to invest time in learning how to communicate what we know to others who may not have the same level of expertise we do. So what? Why should we care about communicating effectively with people who are not on our level? Don't we want to surround ourselves with people who are equal to or greater than we are in our professional pursuits and only really care about dealing with those people effectively? This is an unrealistic perspective. Even the most sophisticated of industries include a diverse group of individuals. If people in your organizations are experts in what they do best, they may not necessarily be an expert in what you do best. And there will always be people required to execute on a plan who are not as knowledgeable about the fundamental aspects of the business as those in the organization creating that plan. Hopefully this is the case at least, or, uh, or else your company has bigger problems, I think. And remember, you may just as often be communicating with people outside of your organization or even outside of your industry when you have an important message to get across. Now what? Dinner parties. You heard me right. Go to dinner parties. Put yourself in social situations where the people around you have little or nothing to do with your professional field. Practice sharing with those people in a very low stakes environment what it is you do, exactly what you do, and work on the short, medium, long version of that. Test refining your explanation to different levels of depth and lengths of time, and by doing so, you'll find useful ways to explain concepts and tailor those explanations to your audience. When you return to an environment where people have at least a contextual understanding of the subject, you'll be well-equipped to communicate effectively. All right, bonus communication dadage number two. You can talk about something you understand. You can only teach what you truly understand. What? If you're a long-standing member of the Dadages friends and family, you've heard me talk before about one of the fundamental approaches I use for building effective organizations. I call it the med school approach to learning. See one, do one, teach one. If you see something done by someone who is explaining it to you, you can grasp it. But then doing it yourself, you can learn it. And then by teaching that skill to someone else, you'll see whether or not you've truly mastered it. And you can go back and fill in gaps in your knowledge along the way until you're fully capable of communicating the concept or skill to someone else. So what? This approach to learning by doing and mastering by teaching can not only make you better at what you do and how you communicate about what you do, it can also make your entire organization better because you are creating cross-functionality and understanding through your, your team. Now what? While the dinner party exercise feeds directly into this skill set, I'm going to kick it up a notch for you now. Work on communicating with experts within and around your organizations who are in different domains and engage in a sort of knowledge exchange. The more specialized the individuals, the better. In my industry, I can give you a couple of examples, attorneys and engineers. Over many years of practice in both listening and talking, I've learned how to translate from business to legal and from business to engineer. If you think we all just speak English and business in the United States, you're gravely mistaken. There are many different languages being spoken every day. And if you can learn the languages that surround you, like legal speak and engineering speak, in my case, you'll become far better at communicating with those groups and you'll be able to help them become better at communicating with you. Business communication dadage number three. Relationships are built through talking. Understanding is built in writing. What? This is admittedly old school advice. 
but I feel it's critical that it find its way across the generational gaps. Talking to people, getting them on the phone, voice to voice, or even better, in person, is a lost art. It is nearly impossible to build strong business relationships with people if you're not interacting with them in a sensory manner that allows for mirroring of one another to convey total understanding. And again, those of you who follow datages know how fundamental the written word is to me. My dad always said that in business, if it's not in writing, it never happened. Putting something down in writing is critical to ensure that there is common understanding and to create accountability for what has been discussed. So what? Utilizing every form of communication in business in the way that is most appropriate is an important skill. And it does go beyond simply deciding whether to talk to someone or communicate in writing. I was interviewing someone for a position this week, actually, and she asked me, what form of communication do you prefer? The only concise answer I could give is, well, pretty much all of them. What I went on to explain to her is that efficiency is bliss. If we are collaborating together on something and communicating regularly, a quick text update may be enough to share simple information or, or an update. Email is better if there are more complete thoughts that need to be articulated, a paragraph or so. But if something requires input or discussion that is more involved, you'll probably find me replying to an email to say, hey, let's jump on a call. Now what? Never underestimate the value of a thank you note. Thank you notes can be very powerful tools. After a business discussion, reach out to the other person by email or even through a printed letter or even put pen to paper. As insane as that may sound, a well-written thank you letter becomes meeting minutes wrapped inside of a candy shell. By thanking someone for their time and engagement in a discussion, you acknowledge the value they brought with both their time and their input. This makes them more open to reading, understanding, or absorbing whatever else is in the communication rather than just glancing at it and clicking delete. Additionally, by showing gratitude, you ensure that the next time you sit down with the same person to talk, they're open to doing so and fully present when you're talking to them. And Datage's friends and family, I hope that the next time we sit down to talk, you will be fully present. We're going to take a break right there today. As I said, this episode is chock full of additional Datages, so much so that I've run way over on time. We're at business communication Datage number three right now, and in the next episode, we will take you all the way up through number seven. I look forward to seeing you again for the next episode of Datages. There's a lot more valuable information to share on this topic. Until then, remember, Dad may not always know what he's talking about, but he sure can sound like he does. <laughs>